0: One of the things I didn't say that I wanted to bring up last week is that your name is a fantastic Star Wars name. Hello, I'm (laughs) Tristopolo. Doesn't it sound like, I don't know, some distant Han Solo cousin or something?
1: Oh yeah. I could see that. Uh, Anyway,
0: I bring it up because you are definitely a Jedi when it comes to swinging the sword of truth, Mm. when it comes to the idea that I am already perfect. Mm. Now, I'm going to, if you listen to last week's episode, you heard a little bit of Trista's explanation of of where that came from. And I want to go deeper into that. But I want to interpret it myself. When you say, I am already perfect, what I'm hearing you say is, no matter who you are, there's only one you. And there's no one who has your combination of experience and expertise, your taste, your... Uh, sensibilities, your emotional foundation. Nobody is exactly like you. You are perfectly you. Am I getting that right?
1: Exactly. That's exactly right. Every scar, pound, wrinkle you earned, every gray hair we have, like we have earned who we are through every trial and tribulation. And I think where we get stuck. Is we start to real, think that that stuff's the truth about us, that our failures are the truth, that our missteps are the truth, but they're just lessons that help us to grow into who we are. And I think that's why they say youth is wasted on the young yeah. because they don't have that life experience. I'm actually quite impressed with the quote millennials that are running around right now. It feels like they're much more aware of themselves, much more confident they're much more willing to take on risks and take on leadership roles. When I was in my 20s and 30s, I was waiting to be ready. I didn't feel ready. And, and I think that that's happening earlier. I don't know if you have seen that same thing or if I'm just making it up in my brain.
0: <laughs> no, you, you bring up something really interesting because my children, uh, one of my children is just fascinated by what could be categorized as the van life movement. And it might not be a van. It might be sailing. It might, you know, like uh, Sailing La Vagabond is one of my favorite YouTube channels where you literally follow two Australians and now they're children. They started out with no kids. Now they have two. And they just sail around the world. And it's obviously kind of a vicarious living through others. But what fascinates me is about the fact that these young people are doing what was what used to be the preserve of only really old, rich people. I have the time, I have the money, and I have the desire to travel the world, so that's what I'm going to do in the final act of my life. Yes. These guys short-circuit that and say, no, we have the energy, we don't have the money. We have the energy, we have the desire, and we have the wisdom to understand that what was... Driving my dad into an early grave is not going to be what is going to drive me into an early grave. I'm going to make hay while the sun is shining, if you will. And that to me is like, wow, that's wisdom. Normally that takes years. You know, intellectual, you can be born smart, but you can't be born wise. Yeah. But boy, what you're describing is wisdom to me.
1: Yeah. And I am seeing it in younger people being willing to take more risks, just like you're saying. You know, living that travel vagabond. What did you call it? sailabond bond? What did you call it?
0: Sail, what did you call Sail it? It's uh, the the YouTube channel is called Sailing La Vagabond, which is the uh, name of the yes. of the boat.
1: Yes. Oh, got it. Okay, great. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. That sounds great. And I love it. Reminds actually the uh, the idea of living on the boat and having kids. It reminded me of Fifty First Dates. Yeah. Because that's the uh, no spoiler alert. That's the end of the movie. Yeah. So I I definitely am envious of that younger wisdom that I see because I do feel like it took me a while to get there, but I'm definitely, I'm taking advantage of it now. I'm not letting it fester in my life. I, I do as much as I can to pay that knowledge forward and own and embrace that now.
0: Well, and I'm, I'm guessing you can only own and embrace that now because You've come to such a strong place in your life with yourself. Everything, everything you do is based on the foundation of yourself. Mm-hmm. If I wanted to be crass and turn it into a nonfiction brand bumper sticker, <laughs> I would say that that everything you do is, is based on you. That's it. And it's true. So why are you not being you? and trying to be somebody else. And we see this all the time. I mean, pick your favorite influencer and they have acolytes that array themselves at the feet of the master to learn how to be exactly them. And the answer is you haven't learned anything. They're being themselves, which is very attractive to you. Why don't you learn that you being yourself could be very attractive to others? That's the lesson.
1: Absolutely. That is a great lesson. I have a mentor and coach, and people do that with her all the time because she's super successful in her space, and they try to emulate what she does and who she is and how she does it, but you only really find success when you take the skills she teaches and turn it into your own authentic place. I think that how that shows up in my life, too, is as my coach, she offers me a ton of value, but I value her right back. You know, I give to her as well. I contribute to her. I offer things to her. And I think we often think of our influencers, our superiors, our senior people, like we're supposed to get from them, but we can give. You can call it managing up if you want to, but we have as much to give to our mentors as we have to receive when we're owning our authenticity.
0: And going back to what we talked about last week with improv, I'm sorry. Anybody who's ever done improv knows I'm, I'm throwing the ball to you. You got to throw it back to me. It can't just bounce off you. You've got to, you got to put some English on the ball, bringing it back to me. And we get better because you're plussing I'm plussing plus, 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 plus. I mean, Walt Disney came up with the concept of plussing when it comes to animation, but it applies to everything. Walt Disney coined the term plussing when talking about making things better and better and better and better and better. But the yes and concept from Viola Spolin theatrical improv is the same thing. Mm -hmm. When, when I give to you and you give back better and I give back better on top of that, things can't help but get better. It's, you know, continuous improvement is one of those management, business management mantras that's what continuous improvement is for sure. If you want to grow your personal brand, your awareness or people's awareness of you in the marketplace, give, 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 give. And then when you find individuals who are giving back, engage with them like you're playing a theater game where it's back and forth, back and forth, plus, 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 plus. And the beauty is this, Sorry, guys, this relates to a concept I wrote about in my book, Nonfiction Brand. I call it comment marketing. It's when you use comment sections to engage in conversation. The bumper sticker for that would be, make every comment a conversation. But anyway, it's true, Like, and this is the way it works. Trista posts something. I see it. I say, great post, Trista, at Trista. Number one, I gotta give her her at tag, because she will be notified of the fact that i commented on her post she's a smart enough improv person i know she's gonna check that out but i'm not gonna stop there thanks at trista i love the way you talked about this specific concept i'm recognizing what it was about now i'm adding to it by saying have you ever read this book by so-and-so by and because i'm smart i'm gonna say by at so-and-so because ideally, the author of that book will see their book mentioned, and they might be someone that I want to meet or be in, get involved with in some way. And by bringing them into the conversation, I'm plussing it out. And then the final thing I'm going to put in there is what I call a task or a takeaway, which is, in this case, I'm going to ask a question. Have you ever read that book, Trista? Who's not gonna answer a direct question? Who's not gonna check out any post that has their at tag in it? Who's not going to enjoy the fact that I have implied that Trista is of the same quality of known author, New York Times best-selling author. You know, there's so much nutritious goodness in that comment. I call it the like plus. I like her comment and then I plus the crap out of it. The way you remember what I just said, A-R-A-T. Appreciation, thanks. Recognition, at Trista Polo. Get the at tag in there. Addition, I'm adding to her comment, and then I'm giving it a T, task or takeaway, which just happens to spell a wonderful monomic device, A-R-A-T. Always make sure there's a rat in your comment. I'm going to leave that there.
1: I like that you turned, I'm going to leave that there. I like that you turned a rat into a positive.
0: Exactly. It's wonderful. It's all about <laughs> plussing and yes. And yes. And a rat can be just like Remy in Ratatouille.
1: Yes. Yes. The one rat that I can get behind. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, now I have two Ratatouille yeah. and a rat.
0: Uh, But I I will
1: say, you know, I love that. I'm a great commenter. But when I read that in your book, I really liked the takeaway part. That's the part I have not added until I read it. It was something I'd never thought of. I do a lot of that in my posts, but it's brilliant to put it in your comments as well.
0: Yeah, well, because the person who did the original post is going to say, thank you for teeing up that golf ball. I'm now going to crush it. 500 yards. Because here's the thing you and I know about social media. The more activity in the comments, the wider the posts get shared. And engagement and reach go through the roof. That's the only way. Like, oh, okay, so every Monday I put out an a audiogram saying, here's the guest on this week's nonfiction brand. Used to be on my LinkedIn, I would get around 100 views of that not not a big number but not terrible either now all of a sudden it's 15. why because no one comments on it they're like oh i'll check it out but they don't say oh i'll check it out as a comment so i can't comment back etc cetera, etc cetera. so i i could force it to go bigger but the whole idea is not to force stuff it's to be authentically you and let things be truly organic. And you know, I don't buy likes, I don't buy friends, that's pretty darn obvious. Otherwise I'd have some, other than people like Trista Polo, who I met by being on her Plate Story podcast, which I gotta tell you that people don't understand the value of having a podcast. The ability to reach out to people and say, hey, I've got this free party and I'll make you look really good. Do you wanna come to my house and play for an hour? That's all that's happening right here, right now.
1: Exactly. And it's not that hard. There are some really easy to use tools that you could get started with a podcast so simply. I used to do a lot of stuff in private servers and all kinds of stuff like that. I moved over to Anchor because it's simple, it's free. All I have to do is upload the final product. They have other bells and whistles that I don't use. I upload the final product, it gets everywhere. I mean, they've made it so simple to have a podcast now. I love using Descript. I don't know. I think you are aware of Descript. It makes it so easy to edit. You can edit the video, the audio, and the transcript all at the same time. I now mostly edit my podcast by reading them instead of having to do real time listening and back and forth. And where was the beginning of that that I wanted to adjust? I mean, they just make it so easy now.
0: We'll mm-hmm. This episode of the Nonfiction Brand Podcast is brought to you by my new book, Nonfiction Brand. Discover, craft, and communicate the completely true, completely you brand you already are. Now available on Amazon.com. Jay Bear, best-selling author of Talk Triggers, said, the book is outstanding, highly recommended, a spectacularly useful guide to personal branding that pulls off the difficult trick of being both realistic and inspirational. A must-read, regardless of where you are in your own brand-building journey. To get your copy, head on over to Amazon.com and search nonfiction brand. And let's get you all the credit you deserve for the completely true, completely you brand you already are. We truly are living in a golden age for, uh, call it broadcast possibilities for anybody. And, you know, it's not without a little bit of, I got to do a little bit of learning. But I tell you, it's that learning that keeps me young. I will never understand non-fungible tokens. NFTs, I'm never going to understand that, and I'm okay with that. But I certainly can understand something that is going to multiply the value of my voice, like podcasting. That's one great example.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of great platforms, too. Like Clubhouse is a great place to have conversations. I have an I woke up awesome thing we do every Thursday morning. Can I tell you about it. Cause it's yeah. very cool. Yeah, absolutely. So it's called declare your awesomeness. You just come into the room and you get to declare anything about you that you want. That's awesome. And then we talk about ways to pivot back to that memory of that. I am awesome no matter what, because you know, we can forget that, but it's a room where you're not judged for being e- egotistical or a braggart or anything. Like we want to hear what's great about you. And it just goes right along with that whole conversation that we are perfect, just as we are. But Clubhouse is a great place. There's a new platform called Fireside. Have you heard of it? No, I haven't. Ooh, so Fireside was started by Mark Cuban, and I don't want to get her name wrong. So I'm going to just say Mark Cuban in this really amazing, I'm sure she's a millennial, very wise and, and very dialed in. They created this live streaming platform that you can use not only to create audience and viral discussions and interactions, but you can also turn podcasts in. You can turn your conversations into podcasts. It's almost like they took podcasts and Clubhouse and combined the two. And Deepak Chopra has a show on there. Jay Leno just did a live, you know, from this car show show and they're looking for curators of content and they're growing they're growing their content creators they have i think 500 now some great podcasters some great celebrities it's a very cool platform but again it's all about like providing content creating that broadcasting platform so that we can get conversations out there that are meaningful and that make a difference
0: yeah, so you're talking about Fireside. Mark Cuban is getting in on the audio and podcasting hype alongside co-founder Fallon Fatimi.
1: Yeah, it's it's not the way you think it's pronounced. It's like Fatimi, I think, is, is how she pronounces it. Yeah, yeah, she's amazing.
0: And that's the whole thing. I, okay, I think I've told this story on this podcast before, but podcasting was first on my radar when Adam Curry was in an, uh wired magazine article in like, I want to say 2004 Mm -hmm. about this thing called podcasting. And at the time I'm like, well, that sounds interesting, but that looks kind of hard. And now I look at it going, I should have been on that bandwagon way back then.
1: He's considered the father of podcasting. He was an MTV, MTV VJ. Yep. He started this RSS feed thing. He wanted to do it with MTV, but they thought it was ridiculous. So right. he found somebody else to do it with. And I actually had somebody on my podcast. His license plate, as you could probably guess, is podcast.
0: Right. And
1: um, he, he knows a lot about it. He shared a lot of the history. It was very fascinating. But yeah, you're yeah. right. Adam
0: Curry started it all. Right. And the whole thing is Mark Cuban's got the ducats to make something happen. So it's <laughs> you should definitely check it out. It's not like some couple of 20-year-olds who have a great idea. This guy yeah. is a... Uh, I don't know if he's a billionaire yet or multi-billionaire, who knows, but he definitely can fund stuff, so it's worth checking out. I'll admit that I'm the bloom's off the rose when it comes to Clubhouse for me, but that's only because I can't be everywhere all the time, and I certainly can't be there synchronously. I can't be there at the same time as everybody else. But I know a lot of people have used Clubhouse specifically as a way to get to meet people they want to meet. And it's very effective that way because again, it's conversations. It's not like I'm sending you a one sheet with all my qualities listed. It's I'm having a conversation with you where my qualities are pretty damn apparent by the way I talk.
1: Absolutely. You're exactly where I was a second ago in mind. So I'm glad you brought it up. There are a lot of places that grab my attention not only the social platforms, but podcasts, Clubhouse, audio books that I really want to read. So I'll get in the car, and I'll have a 25 minute drive, and I find myself now thinking, well, wait, what 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 do I want to what do I want to spend that time on? And and I yeah. also wanted to call my mom. I don't have time to do everything. Right. And, and so that consumption piece I'm finding really challenging. Like what? So I better really really like it. And so what I'll do is I'll queue up, I'm on uh, Google Podcasts, on my. that's the app I use. So I'll queue up some podcast episodes from different podcasts. And and what I'm finding is because I only have 25 minutes, you got to really be giving me good content for me to stick around. Otherwise, I'm just going to go to the next cute episode.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And the uh, that, you know, for podcasting, since we're both podcasters, we can get a little bit into the weeds on podcasting. That's why my intro into my podcast is do, 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 and I'm talking. And there's no intro. And you already know who the host is. And I'm going to introduce the guest kind of in what I think of as the Aaron Sorkin way, which is we're going to have a conversation for 20 minutes and all shall be revealed. You know, it, it's like I'm not, if I say, I'm talking with so and so right now, I want them to get interested in finding out. Who is that? That sounds pretty interesting. They're smart. Who is that? And by the time that, who is that energy builds, that's when I'll say uh, your name or you mention your podcast or something like that, you know, it's, it's all part of the game, which is deliver value from the first seconds of your podcast. The same thing with audio quality. I know that you sweat the details on audio quality for your podcast, as do I, because I've heard this said probably three times in the past week people will put up with crappy video quality, but they will not put up with crappy audio quality and I can prove it. How many of you listening right now watch Netflix with captions on because you can't always hear, especially if it might be people with accents or something. what did he say? What'd he say? Everything I watch now has captions on because you can. I don't know how I watched old time TV. I really don't.
1: I don't either. I mean, it was so terrible. Have you gone back and watched some of your absolute favorite movies from 20, 30 years ago? And then I'm just so disappointed. Like, Oh God, this just seems so amazing then, and now I have a hard time even watching it because it's so dated or antiquated, but the sound quality, by the way, you sound amazing.
0: Oh, thank you very much. Yes. Well, yeah. I, I was watching one of those bad 70s TV movies around yeah. the time that the concept of extrasensory perception came out. Were you old enough to remember the time, <laughs> the days of ESP? ESP. ESP. And it was like a murder th- where this person was able to look at the camera really intensely and people would yes. die because they had ESP. Oh, the good old days of crap for vision
1: yes oh that's so funny oh my gosh no kidding
0: so i gotta let you go but i do want to let people know again how they can get a hold of you trista polo where can people go to find out more about you and your podcast
1: so the podcast is trista's plate story podcast and it's actually my license plate is plate story pl8 s-t-o-r-y see what i did there but you can also kind of. find it, but you can also find it with Plate Stories Two Words. And then you can go to my website at iWokeupawesome.com or just Google me. I'm everywhere.
0: And Trista Polo woke up awesome because she is, in fact, awesome. Thank you so much for being a guest on the Nonfiction Brand Podcast. I'm your host, DP Knutin, but you already knew that, and she is.
1: Trista Polo
0: (laughs) (laughs) and I'll be talking at y'all next week. Bye bye.